0: Support for 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the men in your life, the Performance Package. Help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Ninety day WTF at Manscape dot com. That's nine zero day fiance WTF at Manscape dot com. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon.
1: Hey, how's it going, Nadia?
0: Lon? Yes. Oh my god, I left the oven on. Thank <laughs> you recognize that? I'm such a bad impersonator, but... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start talking about him first who's you that? Who that is right no muhammad and he
1: was that muhammad
0: yeah he almost... was it when he
1: was trying to yeah uh, he cooked his cook?
0: breakfast and he forgot to turn off his induction stove
1: oh see, and then he maybe... went back
0: he went back and he was like oh my god did i did i leave the oven on or something he said that he said something along that line
1: I might have been sidetracked on Twitter when that happened because I didn't see him do anything.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. But you were posting a lot of tweets about that that piece, right? Where he expected to be weighted hand in food. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like, yes, definitely. (laughs) That's not cool. I mean, he's a grown-ass man. He should be making his own breakfast. At the same time, I think it wouldn't hurt for Eve to take some time off to make his stay a little bit comfortable. Not that I encourage her to make breakfast for him, but definitely it, it would be a nice gesture for her to get him comfortable and you know well-adjusted to the house, the surroundings, and for her to immediately go back to work. I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad that he expected her to make breakfast in bed all the time, but I feel bad that she just leaving him to his own devices and and as we saw he almost forgot to turn off the stove. Luckily that didn't cause any <laughs> fires. And um uh, it was also funny seeing him give up on that bidet like it was some IKEA furniture. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah no I uh I agree with you there and um I also took note of that too. She could have taken maybe a day or something like that, you know, to spend with him not just overnight. I get it you have to work but you know one day won't hurt just to familiarize himself with the home and obviously just to maybe show him around i understand all that too for me it was just the way he came off with the expectation you know when he said well don't it get used to, to that yeah. or something like that yeah. i was like if someone is doing things out of kindness then appreciate the things that they do or will do cuz yeah. he's really coming at this very strongly, he's nice about it, and maybe that's just his vocal inflection that makes yeah. it seem nice. <laughs> just kind of how you mimic them, right? There, just oh, yeah, it's very soft spoken and stuff, yeah. but then at the same time, it is pretty insistent and like almost kind of a scolding kind of manner, like well, in, don't but in I a passive
0: aggressive way,
1: right? Right, right, right,
0: very soft spoken approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: do understand, you know, when he says, you know, uh, and this goes for anybody who's coming over on their 90 day visa, I understand that they're leaving a lot behind and all these things like that. So I get that too. But, you know, uh, at the same time, I think he can be understanding too. Like She mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. responsibilities and yes, yeah, somebody has to care for you financially as well, not just you know, doing things around the house, she has to work. So I would definitely understand that. I lean more towards Eve just because she has enough responsibilities where she shouldn't need to do things like maybe cooking or something like that. Or, you know, I've also been one to say, make yourself at home and just kind of maybe assume that people know how to handle themselves. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you think about his interaction with Taran Hassan? Like, I feel like it's, it looks very positive, but I also tell myself that maybe it's because he himself is a kid. So it took one to get along well with another. It takes one
1: to know one, you're right? right. But
0: he, I thought it was he, really he sweet too. that he brought a gift, right? And yeah. He, made effort he, 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 um,
1: he seems to get along with him well. And um, it does seem like he, he genuinely wants to be a part of uh, Theron's life and wants to be a friend to him. But he, he has expressed that he didn't expect to be kind of in this babysitter role and that, and that it feels like he's taking on this babysitter role. But this is going to be a responsibility. He has, he's going to have to get used to it. So that part for me was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if he's really prepared for this because she's expressed that that's the expectation from her that he does step in and, and that he assumes this responsibility. And he explicitly said, yeah, I feel like a babysitter. I don't think I'm prepared for that. Or I don't think I'm prepared for these female duties. Oh, yeah. I'm like, him. You
0: call it female duties? Like, yeah. Female I mean, I get duties. it. It's her son. I get it. It's her son. And he has special needs. So maybe Muhammad feels a certain kind of way about taking care of someone with special needs.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't like how he phrased it as female duties right because what are you going to do before you get your actual green card you can't work right none of these people can work they can't they're just waiting on their work permit right their green card so in the meantime I think it's reasonable that he becomes the interim babysitter for Tharan
1: right and taking care of children isn't necessarily like a female duty. even yeah, if we're speaking definitely. in terms of yeah even if we're speaking in terms of like gender roles neither is assembling plumbing and things like this right and yeah. i was like wait a minute that's also traditionally though not like a female duty like, dude. and i hate to use gendered language but come on dude, man up if that's the way you're gonna be then man up
0: yeah
1: <laughs> like, i don't think you know females are out here installing bidets and things like that <laughs> like, yeah, I, that
0: bidet is suspect though cuz I feel like so we, I have a bidet at home and unless you have an electrical outlet close to your toilet bowl, I don't know how you're going to get that to work. Maybe it's a special kind of bidet, but I'm interested to know if it works. But shout out to stay at home dads. I know that's a trend right now in TikTok where stay at home dads kind of show off their stay at home abilities, you know, taking care of the household and, and all that stuff. So, shout out to those folks. Are we ready to talk about Ari and Beanie? So, for me,
1: this was more about the parents and, and it was more of their expectations. Uh, we've seen so much of Bini and Ari, and I think for me, I think the show also needed something new and having kind of the spotlight on the parents this episode and mm-hmm. showing the parents' expectations, and almost like how Ari also, you know, is, is thinking maybe her parents are expecting too high. And for me, that was the direction this episode took with Ari and Benny. I think Ari and Benny, for the most part, they weren't fighting or anything like that. We didn't get to see the normal drama we see between them two. Now it's like the reality is, okay, now we're living with our parents. Here's our parents' expectations of us. and, And here's our parents laying the responsibilities down. And, oh, by the way, our parents got in this apartment. Yay. Now they expect us to pay for it, you know, and she made a lot of sense. Like, okay, well, if you're going to expect us to pay, where's my opinion in all this? So I would have chose something else. And that was probably for me, one of the shining moments (laughs) for Ari, but also like when you're getting that privilege taken away, all of a Mm -hmm. sudden (laughs) it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. She's no longer going to be able to uh, suck off the teat as they (laughs) say, they're cutting her off. And now she's just like, Oh, this isn't fine. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> fine before. Yeah. And now she's kind of getting a taste of, of, I guess what the rest of us call the real world. Yeah. And, uh, and she's and like, he- I, I can't make these payments. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, the dad kind of just was like, they're setting the standard for them. Well, this is the standard we want you to live at. And she's like, well, I would have went with something less expensive and stuff. We don't, yeah. we don't need this with all these rooms. And stuff like this, right? And yeah. I think too, it's almost kind of reminding Ari why she wanted to live overseas to begin with was kind of a simpler life. And I think she finally got used to it. And now that she got used to it, she had to leave it. Now she's yeah. back. <laughs> and the reality of living in New York, right?
0: No, Jersey's Princeton. Jersey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. One of right. the more
0: expensive right. zip code, right? Right, right, right. So what I've read so far, on the forums is people think that Ari comes off as very ungrateful because here she is returning with you know her husband and her kid and her parents graciously picked out an apartment for them and decided that, yeah, they need more space. So they got a the two-bedroom instead of a one-bedroom and she's already complaining about how this was done without having her be part of the decision-making. And I can see that, I can see her side of it. But I can also see her coming off as being ungrateful. And maybe instead of complaining about how she can't make payment, she decided to air out her grievances immediately without being grateful. But at the same time, I can see how her parents were being selfish because they picked out an apartment that was close to them so they can spend more time with Avi and be closer to Ari and Bini and Avi and... So I can kind of see both sides here because, yeah, I mean, Ari and Beanie probably don't expect to be hitting the ground running, but part of me also think that, well, Ari should have come up with a plan prior to returning to the US because how is she expecting to support all of them Mm -hmm. through her parents? Right. Like, that's ridiculous, right? So I know she was a freelance writer, so get writing, (laughs) you know, like you can be a stay-at-home mom and still work freelance. But I think we all know that part of it also is that her lifestyle has always been supported by her parents. Yeah. And maybe now the reality is sinking in that, okay, now that her mom has verbalized that we do need you to step up and, you know, bring in the bacon home and support yourself, be self-sustaining and not rely on us. And then it occurs to her that maybe, oh shit, like I'm not ready yet.
1: Yeah. I was getting those vibes, those vibes that like her parents understand that maybe she's this like free spirit. And they're Mm -hmm. like, all right, it's time to stop dicking around. (laughs) You you need to fucking grow up. You know, I I was getting that vibe from them. You need to grow up and you need to grow up quick. You've got a kid now. You're sponsoring somebody now. Like we can't keep doing this, right? (laughs) You got to grow the fuck up. right? Like, I was getting that vibe, like almost as if you know in the movies whenever the rich parents are like well it's uh it's time that we need <laughs> to cut you off I was getting that whole we gotta cut you off vibe yeah the speech right or whatever yeah. and then and the kid going what yeah no, I know. I'm not ready for that yeah well, what are you gonna do with your life like it was almost kind of like what are you gonna do with your life right now
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you know? and then once and- she
0: found out that she's gonna get cut off that's when she switched to being defensive and then like at first you can tell she was very happy with the apartment. Mm. Once her parents brought up the whole like, okay, you got to support yourself now. She's like, well, actually, we don't really need this two bedroom. It's uh, All of a sudden she space. became
1: responsible. Right,
0: <laughs> suddenly she became a responsible adult. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, we saw through that. Like, come on. When you saw the apartment, you were like so grateful. You were like, oh my God, yes. Like, this is great. And then the mom started the conversation about, well, are you going to win this off? Yeah. That you you got to take over the payments. And then that's when she's like, well, actually, uh, this two bedroom is too much space. Like it's too expensive. How are you going to expect me to pay for all this and right. utilities? And you got me the most expensive cable subscription. And <laughs> like, this <laughs> Wi-Fi is too strong. Like we get a weaker signal.
1: <laughs> right. but she came
0: up with all the excuses because I think it's starting to dawn upon her that she can support her own family because Beanie can do shit. Right. You know?
1: That made me think too, where they introduced to us, On the other way or before the 90 days because if it was the other way then the expectation from the beginning was that she she was gonna stay right in ethiopia or is it
0: ethiopia Uh, ethiopia yeah right 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 you know what that's a great question and
1: yeah i forget if she was originally supposed to stay there and that one and it was the other way or if this was before the 90 days and it was always the plan to come back to America. But I bet she's missing,
0: <laughs> she's missing it now. <laughs> yeah, she's missing her help, you know.
1: Her help, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody to do her hair on command. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nobody to just drop off a kid too and like. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> yeah, I, let me see. Where, where did we first? Oh, actually, they were on The Other Way season other three. Way. Yeah. So the other way means that she went over to live with Binnie mm-hmm. in the hopes that, I guess, well, actually the other way doesn't mean that they'll come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think
1: the expectation was, was for was them that, to stay there. For them to stay there. Right. Yeah. Huh. And then things things changed, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Plans changed. Plans changed. <laughs> yeah. Got to continue that TLC, you know, TLC cash cow. Well, speaking of spoiled brats. What do you think of Emily's behavior towards Kobe?
1: I think they both need to sort it out. For me this wasn't even really a fight. They're learning about each other. Mm. It's all part of the learning process to see where their boundaries are at. For me it was establishing boundaries. I don't think either one of them was disrespectful. It's a disagreement for sure. I don't think mm-hmm. it was like some kind of tiff, you know, and yeah, she was having some kind of attitude, but he was also throwing it back. I wouldn't have called it a fight, right?
0: Yeah. Differences in opinion.
1: Differences in opinion, right. And again, establishing boundaries and expectations. Well, here's my expectations. Okay, well, here's mine. Okay, yeah. well, now we got to come to a compromise, don't we? So <laughs> yeah. again, they're learning about it. And it's, it's unfortunate it had to happen in front of the parents. For me, it wasn't so much... Um, Emily Emily lives there. Emily is in the comfort of her own home, and with her parents there backing her up, I think she felt maybe enabled to say the things she had to say. If I were Kobe, I wouldn't have done it in front of the parents.
0: Yeah, I I'd have just have kind of sorry.
1: smiled nodded yeah. my head and be like, all right, we can talk about it later and let her know that this isn't over yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This isn't over yet. Like In and corporate
0: then, terms, it would be, let's take this offline.
1: Yeah. Let's take, <laughs> let's take this offline. <laughs> Meet me in the break room.
0: <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. So I would definitely let her know that I'm listening to you. I'm hearing you, but we're going to continue to talk about this maybe in the privacy of our own bedroom or just in private things like this one i don't want to I, I don't want to show conflict in front of parents at all i just don't like that
0: yeah you want and, to be a united front in front of your in-laws right Right. Yeah.
1: exactly and and even just even for me at this point just to show just to show um uh, a good first impression yeah it, it, it's too early in the game to be kind of like
0: bossing around your world. right
1: to be this kind of, <laughs> yeah. of, of upfront and maybe seen as, seen as, as, as someone who, who, who's in conflict with your daughter yeah. and see who see, you know, as they were kind of saying fighting when it wasn't really a fight, but now you've given your parents like ammunition to be like, Oh yeah, we walked in on them fighting. Mm. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's like, you don't want to, at, at least for me, it, we're still in that first impression kind of stage. They're feeling you out. They don't, they don't know you. They're already defensive about, you know, um, their grandson so you don't want to you want to be putting your best foot forward and, and i would have i wouldn't have been i think he for him it was quite uh ballsy i guess of mm-hmm. him to be doing that with the dad yeah. feet like 2 feet away and he's yeah. over here you know just how like yo yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean I have dad to is right it. there
0: <laughs> he did it in a very classy way i i mean he could have been a bit more I mean dramatic not that I want him to be dramatic, but i'm i think and i we've I've mentioned this before in our previous episodes that Kobe is very level headed,
1: mm-hmm. even
0: though he's confronting a, you know or starting a difficult conversation he' like i don't I've not seen him raise his voice yet, which is great, uh and very unreality reality TV like which is great. <laughs> If anything, I'm more triggered by the fact that he's shaming her about breastfeeding in her yeah. in the comfort of her own home. And, I mean, honestly, me and my husband have uh, differences in view uh, when it comes to breastfeeding out in the open because I can, you know, my husband comes from a very conservative, uh, you know, he's a conservative Gen Xer who thinks that women should be in, you know, should cover up and be... You know, privately stashed somewhere, like right. hiding out somewhere. In, you know, in order to pump or breastfeed. But then I was trying to explain to him that this is her own home, and if her family is comfortable with her feeding, her you know pumping uh breast milk, then what's the big deal, right? And I think too, a, a society hasn't quite opened up about uh, be comfortable with that. I mean, if you think about it, breastfeeding is feeding. It's so feeding. it's like feeding your kid. Mm-hmm. And if women are not being objectified or sexualized, then breastfeeding isn't a big deal because that's a mom feeding their kid.
1: That's know? exactly so, the way. Yeah. yeah. So, pe- so I, <laughs> I think it.
0: people should see it for what it is feeding a kid who's hungry or thirsty, not not being like, oh, my God her breasts are out oh my yeah. god Frito-Lito, having a,
1: a sexual organ exposed in yeah. public po-
0: like, like i feel like the, the, <laughs> like the society has 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 gone in that direction yeah and, and it's it's a shame because um you know it's bre- it's feeding you know right uh and then the other thing that triggers me is the selfish reason about not wanting to share boobs I, yeah what's up with that
1: what's up with that <laughs> He's 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 strange. He's weird about like boob, like boobs, boob right? Yeah, yeah, boob, boob sharing, and ju- and just kind of boobs in 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 general, right? But yeah,
0: we also have to be compassionate about the fact that he may it's probably because he comes from a very conservative culture that's mm-hmm. still very patriarchal and still considers you know a woman's boob as sacred and should be hidden and. You know, right. and breastfeeding should have stopped at a certain age. But hey, given that there's a current shortage of baby formula, I think breastfeeding might have to go longer than the, you know, I don't know how many how many months moms stop breastfeeding their, their babies. But you know, I I was just, you know, commenting when, you know, to my husband that well, because there's a baby formula shortage, maybe it's okay for her to continue oh. breastfeeding even yeah. though that there's that, there's that opposing view of like wait a minute why is she still breastfeeding right why not you know and I was
1: going to ask about that if you if you knew because she said something like the longer the better and um and I and I guess the son is almost two years old or two years old and yeah up.
0: almost two years old so yeah, what is
1: then up. what is then the general consensus for when breastfeed breastfeeding ends do you um, know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I don't think there's a general consensus. It's it's up to you to win, your... That's what I thought. Yeah, so I'm I like, huh. maybe that's a per- matter of personal preference rather than, or maybe it's what your OBGYN. I thought there was like a previous season. Sorry.
1: I thought there was like a previous season too, where someone was breastfeeding and and somebody else thought that that maybe it was going on for for longer than it should have gone, and I forget. Yeah who that was and i was like trying to remember what 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 exactly then is the right age because i don't know i per i personally don't yeah we're not
0: parents so i'm not (laughs) yeah Uh, hopefully one day i'll find out but i don't think it's anyone's right to tell me when to stop it's feeding yeah except for my pediatrician or something you know pediatrician like my doctor or something yeah maybe but like i say given that there's a baby formula shortage maybe yeah, it is good too. Like, if we think with. about
1: it, we're the ones that invented that stuff too. If if we fact, were just left to nature and our natural means of taking care of the way like we were meant to, mm-hmm. then we would be breastfeeding for quite
0: some time. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I've also heard like there's a school of thought from parents who, uh, who um who introduce their kids uh baby food like mashed up baby food like um applesauce at a very early age. So mm. after breastfeeding, instead of moving to formula, they move into like applesauce and like mashed potatoes and um, you know, they introduce them to adult food, but in a in a mushed up way, because obviously you don't have any teeth.
1: The gerbers. Yeah, right? the gerbers, right? <laughs> gerbers, yeah.
0: And I think that's that's why I got the idea that maybe you should stop breastfeeding the moment your baby had started teething, because that's when it's a indication that they should start you know gnawing and um you know they can start eating like adult food actual food instead of just milk but anyway like that i i I don't think i can broach that topic because i I you know what is uh what other people have caught in the in their scene is um a shot of uh little kobe picking out from his boxer boots
1: Really? I must I must have missed that too.
0: I I I missed that. And then I read that someone caught it and then I rewatched watched Talk. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and there was, I thought people were exaggerate. The answer was like Photoshop. And then it was like it came out. <laughs> I was like, gosh. Well, I mean, now they're even, right? So her boots came out, this thing came out, they're even. Um, I guess <laughs> okay. What's left to ask is well, maybe you've already addressed this, one, but do you think Emily is doing an Angela to Kobe, who's like a Michael 2.0? I don't think so.
1: I don't know. And maybe I'm biased. For me, Emily is much more likable. Uh, I don't see that comparison, like for me.
0: But she comes across as very uptight when it comes to letting Kobe bond with.
1: That's very, yes. that's that's very true and she does need to take that into consideration yeah and um he's been away but I think she's in mom mode
0: yeah no that's what a lot of moms also mention is that when you have a kid who cannot sleep like you do anything to make sure they go to sleep
1: right when my brother and his wife had their kids and stuff like that there was also this conflict and it's natural it's natural to have conflict because my brother also wanted to bond with his children and Jenny, sorry for putting you on the spot here was in mom mode yeah. and it was coming from a good place, but also because it's what I call mom mode, it's maybe hard to consider the feelings of how your partner feels and how your partner wants to bond yeah. because now you see yourself as almost the sole protector. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And want to die. You've been carrying this kid for nine months And you want to protect things, right? It's the reason animals in the wild hiss and attack when you start approaching, you know, young lion cubs or whatever.
0: I was about to say that. I was thinking about lioness and how they're so protective.
1: She would do kind of the same things, not maybe to the extreme, but also like, hey, maybe you don't want to do that. Or "Or can you like be quiet? Or, you know, if he wanted to play or something, well, don't be like this. To him, he's like, dude, I'm just being a dad. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you chill out? Right. And so there's going to be this conflict of like, can you just let me be the dad? I'll let you be the mom. But at the same time, you have to let me be a dad here. Mm. (laughs) You know, so um, I understand Emily. Right. I get it. The whole feet thing was kind of weird. But then I'm like, this woman probably hasn't slept. (laughs) Right now. She's two minutes away (laughs) from peace and quiet. so close, and you're over here waking him up. So she's like, don't, don't, "What are you doing?" And
0: someone I get even, that. <laughs> someone even mentioned that you want to introduce routine into a baby's life at an early stage. Mm-hmm. So if he has to sleep by 8 p.m. or by 6 p.m., he's got to sleep by that time. And then that's how you, I guess, facilitate the growth and the routine, and you, you know, get the baby to cooperate. So. I can understand where she's coming from. It's just obviously because she, they are both on reality TV. So maybe we see it being played up. And Yeah.
1: I don't know when babies know. Because here's the thing, right? If she, Coben keeps turning away. Oh, here's like the dad. And Coben just meh, meh. Okay, mm-hmm. well, how long is he going to keep doing that? Isn't there a point where you just got to be like, you got to get comfortable with your yeah, dad?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's looking positive, the fact that, Cobin called Kobe Dada. Mm. So I think he's getting used to it. And I think it will take time. I mean, supposedly when they film this scene, you know, we're made to believe that it's day two of the 90-day fiancé process. Right. <laughs> so it's only day two. So I would think that we need to give them a bit more time. It's just that TLC, the way they added this, they made it seem like Emily's being too controlling and being uptight about how... Kobe gets to interact with Colbin and and I'm pretty sure it's her way of training Kobe as well. Like your son needs to sleep at this time. Your son needs to eat at this time. I have to breast pump at this time. You know, I think it's her way of training him and he just has to get with the program. All right. All right, Lon. Shall we move on to Abilal and Shahida?
1: Yes. What do you think about her expectation of eventually being called mom? Umi, which is mom, and which I think children know is mom.
0: Yeah. I can see that she's trying to put the bug in their ears that eventually she would want to be called Umi. But I also think that it's premature for her to... I wouldn't say insist, right? Because it's the first time that she addressed this, but for her to introduce the concept of her being their mom, even though they've not officially gotten married yet. So I can see both sides as well. She is trying to implant that, or what do you call it do an inception on them or in, mm-hmm. implant that idea into their heads that, hey, one day you'll have to call me mom because I'll be marrying your dad. But at the same time too, if I put myself in the kids' shoes, they'll be like, "Wait a minute, you're not even officially married." Well, they are officially married the Muslim way, right? But maybe <clears throat> they feel like, "Okay, wait a minute, like you're jumping the gun here. You're not legally married." I don't know. I, I mean, again, I this is such a weak plot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the they're all, it's like,
1: they're, they have to introduce some kind of friction here. Conflict, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I conflict, thought that was kind of yeah.
0: weak because yeah. like now that I'm talking it out, I'm like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think it's weird that she said she doesn't play games.
1: That was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me take a step back. For me, I, I just think mom is a very strong title, especially for kids that are already grown up and who have a bond with their mm-hmm. biological mother mm-hmm. and the biological mother is still alive. And from what I've seen, she's hella fucking cool. So for someone I just met, if you're, you're marrying my dad or you're married to my dad. That doesn't make you my mother though, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for her to seem like, eventually I'd like you to call me mom. So I'm going to call you mom and I'm going to call my mom, mom. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe for people out there who have two moms, Maybe it's not such a strange idea for you all. Listeners, if there are some of you out there who have this kind of experience, let me know how it is. That's just it. I'd be like, wait a minute. That doesn't make you my mom, though. It makes you a very special person in my dad's life. And if we decide to bond and we get really close.
0: Okay, so um, what is your expectation of them addressing her? Because then I can kind of add a color to that commentary. Um,
1: I don't know yet. I don't know where I stand. So obviously my girlfriend, Koi, has children of her own from a previous relationship and I don't expect them to call me dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I came in late into their lives. Her son is already grown up in his 20s. Her daughter was nine. When I met her, she's um, 15 now. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: like, I don't expect her to call me dad.
0: But that's because you're not married to their moms too, right? Right,
1: right. So for me, it's not marriage that gives you the title. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, if, if let's say he married her right away, like is the expectation then that, hey, kids, this is your mom because we married each other.
0: You know, know what I mean? Is yeah. like, so I can say that this might be a Muslim thing, but culturally, you would address someone as either mom or dad because it's respectful. So, out of respect, there's of a respect. formal
1: title to it. Right? right.
0: Okay. Because I've seen how for Westerners, When they are in a blended family, they call each other or they call like the mom or the stepmom, right? On a first name basis. And I think culturally, we always go with the formal or the more respectful title, which is mom and dad. So that's Mm. why I'm not surprised when Shahida asked to be called Umi because I actually kind of expected that because I grew up in that society, in that culture. Mm. But I can understand that the kids are apprehensive because maybe they're not used to that because they grew up in the U.S. So, you know, unless their dad insists on them calling her mom, then I can understand why they feel awkward about it.
1: If it's a cultural thing, then I'd totally get that because mm-hmm. uh, we're the same way. Like people who aren't really related by blood, but as they respect them because they're our elders, we'll yeah, call, call them aunt them and uncles. Uncles, right? Lola. Yeah, we'll give them Right. We'll give them familial titles right. for me it just came across as maybe wishful thinking and very very much wishful thinking at that mm. you just met these people and I know she's like well maybe eventually and she's kind of being very timid approaching the subject
0: yeah
1: and stuff like that but I was like whoa <laughs> that's a lot to tell people who are but their age first
0: met. Yeah, yeah I
1: get it if they're like four or five and, and the world's kind of new hey you know I'm I'm going to be your mom. Like, I get yeah. that. But then to approach as developed as they are and how old as they are, I didn't, I didn't get their ages, but I think they're they're of age to have bonded and to have a strong bond with... Um, yeah,
0: they're teenagers. So I, I guess they're yeah. more aware. But yeah, I can definitely see your point. I do like how his daughter, uh, Zaina, how she addressed that. And she says she'll take it into consideration. I think right. that's very polite of her rather than saying, uh, hell no. Or like, oh, it's a hard pass.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Because I think that's her at least being respectful of her request. Because like you said, Shahida was being polite too. She was like, you know, one day maybe you'll call me Umi. And it's not like she's commanding them to say, well, call me Umi. You know? Right. Like I say, it comes across as her implanting that idea in their heads and maybe giving them time to marinate on it.
1: Right. I don't know because I've never been in these situation too. How would his ex-wife feel about that, you know? Well, mom says I've, and she's like, "Excuse me?"
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did well, you call I mean, her?
0: <laughs> if they're going to be in a blended family, I would like to think that people in blended families are fine having two moms, two dads, mm-hmm. you know. Many sisters, right. many brothers, you know what I mean? So, I mean I understand
1: I, the whole step concept. I guess maybe that makes more sense to me. For mm-hmm. them to, to be like, my stepmom this, or, you yeah. know, stepmom. But I understand that's, I guess, too wordy to be calling
0: her yeah. stepmom
1: every time. Yes, stepmom.
0: <laughs> Plus in Arabic too, I don't know what is the equivalent to like stepmom, right? Because Umi is just mom.
1: Umi is just mom. Yeah, man.
0: so like Muslims obviously would call their mom Umi.
1: As a title of respect, then I, I kind of get that by just saying Umi. That, that totally makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Well, at least it's not Cheeky, mama. cheeky yes, mama. That's the name of Kara's dog. The dog. <laughs> it's so cute though. Cheeky mama. I just want to say, if I were to go to someone's house and my partner warned me that that person might beat me up, I would politely ask that person to turn the car around. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, what is this threat? Are you like mentally fucking with me?
1: And see, and this is the thing sometimes about Kara. She can be a little extra, right? Yeah. Because when they made the introductions, she already said it in the car. Okay. Once is enough. I get it. I get your point. I'm receiving the message here.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And then she finally makes the introductions. It was her uncle, right? Yeah. Her uncle was, like, totally cool about it. And you could have spilled the beans that he's an investigator or whatever have you. But did you see when the uncle introduced himself, she was the one that threw that in?
0: Yeah. She was
1: the one that was like, oh, yeah, he could beat you up if he wanted you fucking told me that already. Yeah. Like, why do you got to put this out here when I'm meeting him for the first time? You know, did you hear that when she slid yeah. that in?
0: Yeah. He's like, like, oh yeah. You said something like you're, be- you're like big. Yeah, 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 you're bigger, yeah, bigger. And then she's
1: like, like, ha ha, he could beat you up. I'm like, you don't got to throw that in there. Like, yeah. why, are you, why are you being like this? He's already nervous, right? Mm-hmm. You already prepped him. You already said it to him in the car. Why are you being weird about it? Again, it's this whole infantilizing thing. Like, why are you so condescending, you know, in front of your family members? (laughs) Wouldn't you want to present him in the best light? Wouldn't you want to make him feel as comfortable so he doesn't fuck up? And maybe if I was the uncle, maybe I don't want to come off that way. Maybe I just want to be the uncle. I've got my eye on you. I'm a private investigator. And you're over here saying, yeah, he could kick your ass. I obviously shouldn't say that, but just, you know what I mean? He could beat you up if you wanted. I'd be like...
0: (laughs) I, what? you know, Calm what? Down. <laughs> I'm a proponent of letting someone get to know that person by themselves, again, without implanting ideas of like, this person can beat you up or like, they're a PI, <laughs> they're gonna spy on you or something like that, you know, I just feel like, don't scare people and also yeah. don't make them uncomfortable before meeting them because you want to give people the chance to get to know a new person that they're going to know. But if anything, you
1: want to tell them maybe ways that they'll get along better.
0: Yeah. You know? Like but my there's... uncle likes.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Or find something likes... in common or something yeah. that you can share, but immediately to the threats and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Kara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm not sure if you noticed, but Kara made that baby gesture as well. And I thought, Ugh, once again, Cara I didn't. Big.
1: Are you kidding? Yeah, I what? gotta
0: watch it again. But I read somewhere in the forum that she did that again. Because remember he told the story about how he sort of fell in love with her. Because when he was sick. and She, she was took care caring of him and nurturing. yeah, And she did that baby gesture. And I was like, damn Kara, can you stop? <laughs> You're putting out that impression to people that he's being baby. Right. She really
1: hammering on that vibe yeah, she's like...
0: really hammering that message home in the, but you know what maybe behind closed doors he does like being coddled maybe that's his kink and maybe that's her kink but like no kink shaming
1: folks yeah no kink
0: shaming, <laughs> yeah, no shaming but out in the open when you're meeting people especially your family members like meeting them for the first time you don't want to put out that kind of imagery right or that right the things you do when
1: you're comfortable and the and it's part of the how you guys show intimacy to each other in a relationship they don't need to come out like that
0: yeah exactly Um, so yeah it's such a shame
1: i think he made a good first impression though you know he I think his own personable yeah
0: well last couple to talk about thais and patrick Tai's dad is very sweet, though. I have to say, he's very sweet. Like, when he broke down, I was like, oh, sir, you don't have to apologize. Because he kept saying, like, sorry to the cameras.
1: She didn't need to... I know that she's keeping this a secret, but from the way he reacted, Hmm. I think he knows.
0: Hmm.
1: You know what I mean? I think he knows. Yeah. Yeah. that He wouldn't have reacted that way. If he's like, man, she's fucking coming back. Are you kidding me? He knows she's... He, he yeah there was this oh, losing feeling him. and just the way he expressed it that he's losing his daughter over mm-hmm. this you know oh, you raise a daughter
0: yeah. and then she,
1: she leaves i was like yeah and then i'm like she's like we're not telling him i'm like I think he <laughs> he has a pretty good idea, yeah. <laughs> whether you told him or not. I'm pretty sure he has a good idea of what's going on here.
0: So she's trying to tell her family that she's going to be there experimenting, filling it out and coming back, right? But she left out the part where Patrick is going to get her a green card and she'll be staying there and obviously getting married,
1: right? The, yeah, the, the yeah, the permanence, permanence of, of
0: her stay right. in the U.S. Yeah, and but I think that's, dumb. yeah, your
1: dad's not dumb. Yeah. The, get the reaction that he got. He's already foreseeing that permanence of it, yeah. of her leaving the home for good and maybe yeah. visiting occasionally. This is not a guy who expects his daughter to be back in, in a couple of weeks. No, when that hit, when the realization of it hit, he was like apologizing profusely mm-hmm. for, for getting super emotional about it. Mm -hmm. You know, he had to take a break, I think, three times, like, sorry, 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 Yeah. recollect, speak again, only to break down a few seconds later. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm like, this guy, man, (laughs) he knows. (laughs) He fucking knows, man. (laughs) So let's talk
0: about Patrick getting ready to meet her, (laughs) having his back sack and crack taken care of. Right. (laughs) Hopefully it's a good segue to our sponsor, Manscaped.
1: (laughs) Getting ready. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we just got the Manscaped performance package. Super excited about this, mainly Mm -hmm. because uh, now I don't have to use the stuff I use on my face. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool to have like a product line that's just exclusively for grooming this era of your body. So, for me, that's totally a game changer. In this package, you know, you get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, Ooh. and a travel bag to hold all of it. First off, this trimmer is the future of grooming. Dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever, the lawnmower 4.0. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight in case you need more precision with your shave. This trimmer, um, as I said, is waterproof, so you can say goodbye to the messy bathroom floor. Go ahead and jump in the shower and uh, get to grooming. And if you thought that was good... If you wanted to take your grooming to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof with a proprietary skin safe technology, which also reduces nicks, snags, and tugs in those. Uh, delicate nose holes of yours and i know how sensitive those are those hurt so you definitely 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 want a tool that's sensitive to those areas the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine trust me when i say this fellas your balls will thank you manscape even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscape boxers and the shed travel bag Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level. I've already tried them on. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be wearing these for a while. Ooh. So it's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off and free shipping.
0: With code 90 Day Fiance WTF. 90 so Day Fiance again, WTF. Yep. Once again, folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 90 D-A-Y-F-I-A-N-C-E-W-T-F at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with 90 Day Fiancé WTF as your code. Unlock your men's confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. <laughs> All right, Lon, we've come to the end of our coverage. I believe this was, was it episode five called Breast Intentions? That's the name of the episode, by the way. What is your WTF moment? You know, for me,
1: I wanted to go with the whole mom thing with Bilal and, and Shah. But <laughs> I want to say for me, the first initial WTF reaction I got
0: no oh, it right was now.
1: when Kara brought that out. Well, he can beat you up. like Yeah. For me, I, immediately, I went there. I went to being Guillermo, being mm-hmm. introduced to, you know, your partner's family or whatever. And you prepping me for what's to come and stuff like that. And yeah. then right off the bat, like, <laughs> if it were me, I don't know if I could have hid my reaction. <laughs> I probably would have given her a look like, why are, are we you doing being, this? Why are you being weird? Like, yeah. why are you saying that? Like, yeah hi, my name's Lon, by the way. (laughs) Pleasure to meet you. I'm sorry about her. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, WTF, man? Like, what are you saying? And um, it only goes like further into her and kind of being condescending and and presenting him not in the best light. Like, why would you say that?
0: Yeah, by the way, I totally agree with that. My WTF moment is (laughs) Muhammad giving up on... (laughs) The bidet, <laughs> but I expected that. But also I cannot o- do
1: this <laughs>
0: right. giving <laughs> yeah. it all together, but also almost causing a fire in the kitchen because he forgot to turn up. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been okay. It's an induction stovetop,
1: so say say, say that thing again. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Oh my god I
0: my the oven oh. <laughs> He does so. Dude, like he had that. trouble cracking the egg. I'm not sure if you noticed he that. Does he does like that, though. Yeah, I feel bad for him, and he was like trying to find the salt. Yeah, uh, yeah it looked yeah. like he made a decent breakfast for himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really hope. I genuinely hope that this is all fabricated. Like he actually knows how to take care of himself, because it looked like he did make a decent breakfast. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Muhammad.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> don't get used to doing that
1: <laughs> yeah never mind <laughs> just, it's just everything he says with a smile too right and that's, the thing
0: that's, that's about, the thing that's
1: weird about it like when he's like but don't get used to that he's like but you better not get used to it yeah i know
0: <laughs> he's so sneaky though he snuck that in with a smile
1: <laughs> yeah it's with a smile <laughs> <laughs> The, Dude, he, that's what's so insidious about it. I know.
0: Dude, he, he makes a good stand-up comedian, honestly. <laughs> like the fact that he can deliver those lines with a smile and like, yeah. <laughs> or a good salespeople. I don't know, a salesperson, right? So. Hilarious.
1: Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.
0: So, Ron, what have you been watching?
1: Okay. I binged season two of Bling Empire.
0: <laughs> Hot oh mess. Hot mess. I don't know if you want to go first, but I think this new season uh, villain is Kane. Yes. He was very messy.
1: I didn't really like him in season one. I can see redeeming qualities. Uh, of qualities. Yeah, yes, yeah. I see, a I good see the goodness. Yeah. He's He's a good friend. I see the goodness in him. But there were moments in season one where it's like, I roll, we get it, you're rich, because he plays up the richness. And who am I to say how you're supposed to act? That's not my place. But it's just when someone is like, wow, that's super expensive. And it is. It's super expensive. Mm -hmm. It costs maybe what a car would cost. And he goes, Mm -hmm. huh, that's not expensive. We get it, bro. You're fucking rich. Like, you know, he throws in these little things and I'm just nah. like, okay, you know what I mean? But whatever, you know, again, you know, he has qualities about him, you know, loyalty to friendships and stuff. Yeah. But man, season two, messy. messy <laughs> S-S. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. yeah. What are your highlights? Or what is your defining moment of season two? Because I have one. I definitely have one. Um, oh, for me? And I have a lot of tea as well.
1: Yeah, for me, it was the realization for me that Kim, I don't know, for me, she felt, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think like, obviously, she's a DJ, super like attractive for me, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. so I put Kim, like on this pedestal like Kim, she's so fucking dope. You know what I mean? She's, she's awesome. She's a DJ, super hot. Oh, look, there's a sensitive side of her and blah, blah, blah. But then like this season, the whole lie detector thing, I'm just like,
0: that was out of line.
1: Yeah. um, And then her, and then her reaction towards it, uh, when they're on the street, that little scene there yes. where he's trying to express to her right. how he feels. And she's like, You know, she this whole thing, it. all of a sudden, she changed into this person that I haven't seen. She's like, You yeah. know, all this right here, this isn't cute. You can fucking go, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Who is this person right now? Yeah. <laughs> you
0: she know. went from like being caring and patient and sensitive to like being overly defensive and kind of like not owing up to her action or not taking accountability. Mm-hmm she's very inconsistent i feel because she cannot trust him and yet when he found out that she's not really into him which is my biggest problem is that i think she dragged this on Mm -hmm. and played with his feelings or toyed with his feelings and gave him hope right even though she does draw the boundary there but like Why go through all that if you weren't feeling him in the first place? Why (laughs) waste his time? Like, I'm not a fan of Kevin either, but I feel bad for Kevin, especially since he's getting it from both sides, like from Kane, right? And from Kelly. And he's not getting any respite. Like, he can't catch a break. (laughs) I have a question.
1: I have a question for you now. Okay. (laughs) What don't you like about Kevin? (laughs) Wait. He is the poor one of the bunch yeah, he's not the, like the, the he's a little more likable but like okay well now now i'm like okay wait well you're not a fan obviously and you don't have to be a fan of everybody no but, um, I, what is it about kevin then what are your like, i think he
0: comes to? across as the johnny bravo like mm. he's empty up here but i'm pretty kind sure like he's a, a nice a, a like dude a,
1: bro like, yeah like a dude of.
0: bro and yeah. sometimes i feel he's all about his body he's into himself totally he flexes for no reason <laughs> and i'm like But I like his hustle. I can see that he's really trying to get into, trying to take his modeling to the next step or he's trying to get back into the modeling game because he hasn't been, you know, quote unquote, like working. And I think we saw the other side of Kevin where he was vulnerable and opening up about how he's really into Kim and also that he's part of AA. He's he's doing his 12 steps. Kudos to him, right, for being vulnerable this season.
1: I'm glad Uh, you reminded me of that because that's the side I like.
0: hmm. But
1: then you reminded me that, yes, there are those moments like when he met the person from the modeling agency and he's like, So, do you represent anybody as beefy as me? I cringed.
0: Yeah. And then then she has a lot of those lines.
1: Yeah. And then she was like, Oh, you know, what's, uh," I forget how she phrased the question, but she was like, Well, you know, what brings you joy or something?
0: Yeah.
1: And he's like, My abs. I'm just like,
0: cringe <laughs> even more
1: the like how could you it was one of those, things, a, where, one of those things where it was one of those things where it's like yeah. how could you be more cringy and he's like yeah. hold my beer <laughs> I'm like well, know, what I... <laughs> why and I'm just yeah. like dude I want to like you yeah <laughs> but, I know yeah and then as somebody changed the subject so can we go get some drinks I'm just yeah, like fucking go get drinks go this guy this guy's crashing and burning all over the place right now like yeah go get drinks <laughs> like
0: So I have to say my most defining moment for me during season two is the confrontation between Christine and Anna.
1: Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger.
0: (laughs) But also I have to give props to Christine because she took it like a champ because Mm -hmm. Anna was really going hard on her, threatening to counter sue or sue her and calling her a bitch at some point. And Christine took it. And you can tell Christine's eyes were welling up too. Like she was... Almost on the verge of like tearing up, but she kept it together, and she could have acted wretched, or she could have like
1: taken Anna's bait.
0: Right, she could have been like super yeah. It almost seemed like Anna was baiting yeah. her
1: to get her yeah. reaction, but she was already a step ahead.
0: Yeah, and, and she was very composed, and she was trying to make sense and trying to drill the point home into Anna, like, "Hey, I didn't expect this to leak out. I was yeah. just confiding and, in a friend. And my reactions
1: were normal Valid, yeah somebody who is feeling threatened yeah i mean yeah maybe the information i got was not all there but it's the information i got and i'm acting the way a normal person would act act. yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. all these things you're saying about me is like i'm (laughs) i'm acting the way i am i am acting yeah i'm
0: entitled to my emotions
1: it was almost like she was putting me in check too because i was like Oh, why is she fake crying? Because I automatically dismissed it. When she's yeah. like, I heard about this in my head, I was like, Looks like she's acting this, you know. But I, I thought it was about Tears
0: too. But then I but when I she also...
1: when she faced Anna. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. Really? I, really, I respect
0: really her for stuff. that. She took it like a champ, like I said. The other person that I was gonna talk about is Jamie and how dude, I I which was one telling... is that one again? Jamie's the skinny. From the oh, Bay Area.
1: the what? The most, the fashion, I guess, the best dressed for yeah. me at least. She yeah, so wears the craziest. I'm just like damn, flossing her, every every time she's on camera. Yeah,
0: she's from she's from Silicon Valley. Her dad created a VPN software that eventually got bought out by Juniper. So her dad's like billions of. Okay, you know, I was
1: wondering where where. So that's where she
0: were. gets her, you know, wealth. So she's like Dorothy in a way, right? I just. <laughs> Dude, her personality is that of her told my husband this her personality is an unengraved park bench
1: <laughs> <laughs> explain
0: <laughs> like the way she talks I swear I, if I ever got a chance to talk to her like I would snooze because like nothing about her interests me and she's very critical about fashion obviously because she you know sees herself as someone who's very fashionable but also like She tried to go on a date. It's like she just talks over him. Remember the Adam from that clothing store in LA? She talks over him, and Adam. uh, I think Adam's from uh, from Sacramento. Shout out.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and then she
1: flipped it to make it seem that he was uninteresting.
0: Right, and then yeah, you know that you bore someone when they had to end the date by saying, "Uh, I have an appointment with a friend." Yeah, (laughs) and I thought, oh my god, that's his way of like. Saying like, yo, I got to do this, man. And he was like, and it's
1: directly after this.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, some tea that I can share is that, so you know, uh, Kane is now part of the Oppenheim group. So the Selling Sunset. Real estate. Yeah, he's doing real estate. I think he might have some beef with his family. So he's trying to earn his own money. Wow. The other other thing that people might have not caught on is that, I will not say midway through the show, but uh, you notice that Sheree and Jesse were not filmed after like the second or third episode after that gossip about them got leaked out because they left the show midway. Mm. Was yeah. it
1: because of the gossip
0: though? It's because of the gossip. I think they didn't expect that piece of their private life to be leaked out. and But they so that- made it public. The, so I know, it it was didn't.
1: indirectly well it, because he still had it on the ins. Everything that they were saying was on the social, right? I know
0: about that because the way it got leaked is because a friend of theirs, Leah, who met up with Jamie, told them, right. yeah, that oh, actually Jesse was married with kids when he first met Sheree, and is it Sherry, sheree or Sheree? Anyway, Sh- yeah, Sherry, sheree and they had a kid while he was still, I guess technically married and i think when that got leaked out they decided as a couple not to be featured on the show and not being filmed
1: when it was explicitly stated i get that maybe it wasn't common knowledge yeah but then when they had the receipts Mm. and it was on instagram Mm. then it became for me at least oh so you're not trying to hide you're not trying to hide this yeah It's, it's out in the public this is all information that's readily available for yeah. people who are following you. Yeah. So then I, to me, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal. If anything, maybe Cherie had more to lose because mm-hmm. she could be seen as the home wrecker or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, the Alicia Keys or yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: dude, I was thinking the same. <laughs> Cause I, like, yeah, she's the, yeah. the Asian Alicia Keys. I mean, right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. But like, again, protect your socials folks had he deleted that stuff, then maybe that would have squashed things. Cause they would have maybe tried to look for it and not found anything and would have mm-hmm. been like, Oh, well maybe they would have talked about it or whatever, but they wouldn't have had the smoking gun. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to yep, yep. and, and showed it because now it's just like, Oh, well this must be safe for me. Whenever it's out in the public, it must be safe. Like yeah. you, you're not hiding it.
0: Yeah.
1: So why are you hiding it now? Yeah. <laughs> like It's too late for that. <laughs> You should have dealt with those photos and stuff. You knew they were out there on your Instagram unless your Instagram is curated by other people. But yeah. But wow, that's a good tea. I didn't know that. But again, but that's because Kane, right? No way. Well, well, I mean, it was explicitly said by the friend. Yeah, but then it, but it's Cain that's blowing it Kane, up.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's It's true. like, why is it even your yeah. business? I gotta get certain... to the
1: bottom of this. Yeah. I'm like, no,
0: you don't. He felt a certain kind of way because I, like, I've been friends with. Sure yeah, forever, like I'm ever, like, and... it, that's none of your business, though.
1: <laughs> and I was just rolling my eyes because he's the one forcing, uh, inserting himself into right. that. Yeah. They, they were fine before. Yeah. Now you're just, I got to get, again, like you said, I got to get to the, uh, I, why didn't you tell me? And then to start spreading it, because he was also the one that started, well, I just can't believe. I'm like, dude, it's none of your fucking business. Exactly. <laughs> it's
0: exactly.
1: none of your business at
0: all. He's messy, yo. I yeah. can't believe he's the face of Fenty. Fenty what? beauty? Yeah. he's the No. Red. He's the face of Fenty Beauty now. I didn't know I that. Don't. He's making big moves. Yeah, but at the, at the I think same because time, was, dude, his family up- cut him off. That's probably why. He's like, now I got to stand my own two feet. Anyway, Lon, any final words to our listeners? Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for listening. Don't and forget to use that Manscaped discount. Yep, yeah, it makes for a very good Father's Day gift that's coming yes. up in June. So yeah, if you're looking for a gift for your dad, go to manscaped.com and use our code 90dayfiancéwtf. In the meantime, be kind to one
1: another and bye bye
0: Bye Bye-bye. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 90dayfiancéwtf at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com and use the code 90dayfiancéwtf. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.